Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And welcome to another hour of technology on your radio. And uh, thank you for listening. Your Tech Life is the name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. And I'm here to help you with anything to do with technology in your life. It's very easy. Whether it's your mobile phone, uh, whether it's your computer, uh, whether it's your car, and, and, the, and the stereo system. These things are super complicated. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute too. You can get in touch. Very simple. Call 1-800-157-157. Uh, or you can send me an email to go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Uh, I love talking about technology. I do it each and every week right across Australia. Radio stations everywhere. On TV. On my website everywhere. And uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Or, of course, as I say, you can go to the website, yourtechlife.com. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, it doesn't matter what it is, yourtechlife.com or 1-800-157-157. A couple of fun things to talk about tonight. I've got an app um, that will help you with the wine. Now, I'm not a big wine drinker, but, you know, the old or the new adage, uh, there's an app for that, is really taking pace here when wine has an app. Uh, LG have released a super huge TV screen. This thing will blow your mind. you basically got a home theatre at home. I can't imagine too many homes are going to have it, though. Uh, I am going to tell you about amazing car tech, and I'm going to tell you quickly about the MacBook Air, which was launched last week. I've got one, and I want to tell you... Um, a little bit about it, my experience with it after a very short space of time, but uh, that's all ahead uh, this hour on Your Tech Life uh, right across Australia. As I say, uh, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading. However you're listening, uh, you can get in touch, yourtechlife.com. Now, I, I do have a, a fortunate life. I get, to, I get to play with great technology, and, and one of the things that's happened over recent years is motor vehicle manufacturers have started putting so much technology in their cars that they need to tell people like me because I'm going to get calls from people like you wondering how to make it work. And it's frankly amazing what these cars can do now. And I've driven, uh, for example, in the last uh, you know few months, I've driven a lot of cars and some of them the most exotic cars in the world and very expensive too. And some of the features, you just can't believe they're there. And this week... I'm driving the new Holden Commodore. Now, that's that's Australia's car. That's an Australian-built car, Australian-designed, Australian-built. Yep, General Motors, the big global company, is behind it. And a lot of the stuff comes down from the global company. But th- these things that you put in a car have to have to make sense at an economic level before you launch them here. And that's why I was blown away when I got behind the wheel. First thing I noticed, head-up display. Now, if you've never seen this, it's quite amazing. You're driving along, and on the windscreen in front of you is projected your speed or, or, or the, the speed limit or the, the, the gear that you're in. Information that's on your dashboard is actually projected for you, the driver, onto the windscreen. The passenger can't see it because it's not projected in that way. It's quite amazing. It's, it's literally visible just to the driver of the car. That I just went, hang on a minute, really? The Holden Commodore has this? And it's standard on the SSV series, the Calais V series. It's, it's a really important feature in the new Commodore range. And then I got looking at the rest of it. Now, I, 
you you may not understand half of these things, let me try and tell you, but forward collision alert. So there's a camera mounted on the windscreen constantly scanning the road ahead, looking for hazards, and if an imminent threat is detected, you get a head-up display alert and an audible tone to say, hey, whoa, time to brake. Lane departure warning. Now, this is something I've seen on more and more cars, and it's quite amazing. Basically... It prevents drowsiness or distraction from veering your, your Commodore out of the out of the lane because it can see the dots on the road and it knows that you're veering towards the dots or over the dots and it, it actually warns you to, to move back. Um, here's a simple one. You know the old park brake lever? No more. You press a button. The push of the button, you, your park brake's on. There's no more lever to pull. And then you don't have to worry about turning putting it off. Have you ever driven away with a park brake on? I've done it a few times. You don't have to worry about that because as soon as you release the car and put it into park, into drive, off it goes. The park brake's done. There's no key to plug in. The key just sits in your pocket. You press a button to start the car. A very standard thing on a lot of cars these days. But again, I come back to this. This is a Commodore. Here's another cool one. I, I could go on forever here, but I'll, I'll limit it in a minute. But remote vehicle start. Now, this is hard to get your head around, but imagine a cold morning, okay? And you're sitting in the lounge room, you know, putting your Susan socks on and the car's out the front. You can press a button on the key ring and the car will start. Engine running, climate control working. A couple of minutes later, you get in the car. It's not freezing cold. It's it's the right temperature. Now, really cool, because I thought, hang on a minute, my six-year-old is going to grab the key, start the car and drive away. No, no. When you sit in the car and you put it in drive or reverse... The car turns off, and then you have to start the car properly. So a very simple safety thing there. The rear-view camera is, you know, standard in a lot of cars these days. The blind spot alert in your mirrors, so when you glance to your mirror to see if there's another car there, there's a little little orange or, or yellow light flashing saying, no, 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 don't turn. There's another car there. You just can't see them. And it actually can, it can also tell whether the car next to you has got its indicator on thinking of coming into your lane. There's other things like trailer sway control, reverse traffic alert, so, you know, beeping when, you, when you're going backwards. But what about this? Automatic. This is the biggest resistance. Automatic park assist. Automatic park assist takes the guesswork out of parking. So every new VF Commodore from the base model up can park itself into difficult parking spaces. Parallel parks and right-angle parks. That's awesome. And I've never seen another car do right-angle parks. a very common thing in Australia. Amazing. Parks itself. And finally, that big screen in the center of the dashboard that you know shows you what music is on or whatever, it's unbelievable. You've got navigation. You've got phone. You've got AM, FM radio. You've got Pandora and Stitcher. These are applications on your iPhone or your smartphone that are interacting with the car. You've got Siri hands-free control if you've got an iPhone. It's all there. This is amazing. Uh, you know, obviously, the car looks beautiful. They've redesigned a little bit. It is just the old Commodore with a new skin and a whole stack of new smarts. It's amazing. I, I tell you about this because you, you may hear about it and you won't believe it. Trust me, it parks itself and it does a whole stack more. Very interesting vehicle, and I'd love you to, <laughs> I'd love you to have a look at one if you're in the market for a car. Um, I was I was blown away. Anyway, you're listening to Your Tech Life. More news, more information, and more calls on technology right after this. 
Thank you for listening. YourTechLife.com, the place to go to get in touch, or you can call 1-800-157-157. doesn't matter whether it's a question about technology, problem with technology, anything you like about technology in your life, 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to calls. G'day, Ash. Hi, how are you? Good. What can I do for you? Um, we have a couple of Samsung S2s. The Galaxy S2. Pretty much the first real, you know, new level smartphone for Samsung. Great phone it was. A couple of years old now. Yes, and the batteries are dying. Oh, when you say and dying, you don't just just don't charge as much or don't last no as long. No charging. No, and oh. I'm having great difficulty in finding a replacement. Where have you looked? I, you know, it's funny. I guess a lot of people, and I, it's a terrible thing to think, but a lot of people just literally get new phones. Uh, but you know, that, that's a great phone still. I still so use still that. Still have six months left on them. Really? Oh, of course, because you can still get them now, brand new. Mm. And so, how how old are they? Like eighteen months old. 12 to 18 months, yeah. And the battery's dying. Mm, we have three of them. Right. You got a package, package got deal, did you? one that's completely unresponsive mm. and two that are heading that way. And where have you looked for batteries? Tried Samsung's website mm-hmm. and their authorised distributor is out of stock and I haven't been able to get any information on them on when they might be getting new stock. Tried Dick Smith. JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman. I don't know where else to go. It's very interesting. So I have found one for you, um, but it's religion. but it's not good news in terms of timing. So I've just gone to Kogan because he, he sells a lot of stuff, like, you know, cases, covers and everything. He does have batteries. Uh, the good news is they're $29, so pretty simple, cheap investment in terms of replacing that, that dodgy battery. But it does say ships in two to three weeks. So... There must. There's just nowhere to go to pick up a battery. <laughs> no, it's not. Do you know what? It's as I said. So many people just get new phones, and so things mm. like batteries are not a common thing. Where do you live? Whereabouts? Northern Beaches. Yeah. Have you tried um, maybe like at Warringah Mall or something like that? I don't know that there's specifically one there, but the is there one of those like mobile phone repair shops? The places that fix screens and stuff like that. No, I didn't actually try that. <laughs> Have a look. Um, not, and I don't mean the ones that are kind of in the aisles that sell, you know, cases and things. Mm. At, at Hornsby, which is near where I am, there's this little tiny narrow shop, and and you walk all the way down the back of the shop, and there's just a counter, and they fix phones. You know, they fix screens yep. and whatnot. And I just wonder. I reckon they would have batteries, but the problem is every phone is different. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so you can't just whack a battery in a phone and have well, it no, work. Well, no, there's a difference. Like I have a, um, the Galaxy S3, hmm. and we can't even. No, you can't put it use in. that battery. It's, well, funnily enough, I'll swap you. My my Galaxy S3 battery's dead, uh, but my Galaxy S2 battery's okay. Maybe we should swap. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I think I'm hoping to get an S4, so I'm hoping those batteries last a little longer. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. There's a couple of things here. First one, uh, check out those those little mobile phone repair stores in your local mm-hmm. area. See what you can get. Because yeah. uh, sec- I did really want, uh, you know, a Samsung. Yeah. And and, and second, secondly, the Kogan, Kogan website does have them. It's a Samsung one. It's got Samsung written on it. It's $29 plus delivery. Uh, you can get three per customer, so you, you're fine, and it ships in two yeah. to three weeks. That's the next option. But just before you order from Kogan, let me place okay. a quick call to Samsung and say, okay. is there somewhere else? You know, Is there somewhere that has them in stock? And we'll see if we can get you a quicker solution. No guarantees, though, because maybe they just don't have them in the country. Yes. All right. Stay Thank there. I'll get all your details, and then I'll get in touch with Samsung, okay? Okay. 
Okay, thank you. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch, and you can get in touch yourself. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Yourtechlife.com, a place to go to get in touch, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Leave a message. Uh, I'll take your call. We'll have a chat, and I'll help you without. I'll help you out uh, with your technology problems. Now, I mentioned last week the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference and the announcement that Apple had made at that conference. And one of those things was to update the MacBook Air. Now, if you don't know, the MacBook Air was really the absolute pioneer in this new Ultrabook space. It was this crazy, thin, razor-thin at one edge um, laptop that um, Steve Jobs at the time demonstrated would fit into basically an internal mail envelope, one of those yellow envelopes people see at offices. Very thin, very small, very light. Uh, and the 11-inch version is a really compact little thing. It's it's like an iPad with a keyboard, but doesn't have the touch screen. It really is uh, uh, an entire Mac. It runs the whole Mac operating system. Now, they updated it this week with not a lot, except the newest and the latest Intel processors. Now, that's the brains of any computer. Intel, you would remember, Intel Inside, you know, the little jingle, uh, Pentium, all those different things. These days, it's all about... Um, uh, Intel Core i3, i5, and i7 processors. And these have the new generation, the 2013 version, and they're amazingly fast. But also, and probably most importantly, they are ridiculously good on battery. Now, they claim nine hours battery life on the 11-inch MacBook Air. Now, I've got one, and I've been playing with it. I took it to the office today. Uh, I, I used it primarily as my only device, and... I didn't feel like I was going to make nine hours because the, the, the counter that told me how long to go didn't seem to to, to add up. But I, I did get a lot of the day. I didn't take my charger to work, and I got through the day. Um, I probably used it for maybe maybe seven hours. But I guess what's important is that I, I didn't even need to go near charging. There was no hint that I was going to run out of battery until the very end of the day, which is what you want. Think about school kids. They're taking these things to school. There's no charging required in the classroom or anything. This is the future of of laptops and and the battery life of these things. Um, The MacBook Air, the new MacBook Air, starts at $1,099. goes up. You can add all the different features and and specifications to it as you like. Um, I actually think that the very basic model would be wonderful um, as as a laptop to give, um, you know, a student because it's quite powerful, can do almost everything you need, um, and, and, you know, when you first get into a Mac, it does have a lot of features that might be a little mind-blowing, but if you are thinking about a computer, um, I do recommend you have a look at the MacBook Airs as well as the, the PC Ultrabooks running Windows 8 because while you may be unfamiliar with the Mac operating system, if you're not familiar with Windows 8, it's as much of a learning curve. So possibly worthwhile considering. Um, I'll have a full review of the MacBook Air coming soon at EFTM. Dot com dot au. And thanks for listening. Trevor Long with you. Your Tech Life right across Australia, 1-800-157-157. Or you can email, just go to the website, yourtechlife.com. And uh, that's what Robert did. G'day, Robert. G'day, Trevor. How are you? In fact, you, I'm very well. Uh, in fact, you, I think you tweeted me uh, at Your Tech Life. Uh, thank you for that, mate. And, uh, and now we're in touch. What can I do for you, my friend? Trevor, um... Listening to you over some time now, you've often touched on uh, domain names. Now, what I'd like to do is just convert my um, my big pond uh, domain name over to something that represents my business. 
Right. Of course. So, so you've got an email address that is something at bigpond.com. That's correct. Now, what I've mm. done is I've, I've through uh, Google Apps and uh, I've purchased a domain name, but basically what I'd like to know is what do I do from here? I obviously do need a DNS server. So where, where do I go to? And, and uh, I like using Outlook. Yes. Uh, 2007, for me, that atmosphere works. Yep. I also use Gmail. I have mm-hmm. a couple of Gmail email accounts. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's where I'm stuck at the moment. I don't know what to do with the registered domain name. And, and sorry, who did you buy it through? I bought it through uh, Google uh, Google when I when I uh, subscribed to Google Apps. Mm-hmm. I bought the domain name through them, and th- which I think is Enom Enom. Right, uh, it's very interesting. So and let's just go back a quick step for people listening that, that maybe don't know the domain names we're talking about are, are the dot coms and dot com So if you wanted your business name dot com you can you can go and buy it. I mean, I've got travelong dot com, I've got yourtechlife dot com, I've got eftm dot com These are all domain names which which I bought from a company, and and what you're saying is you've bought it from Google, but there's no instruction on how to get it from the purchase into action and actually getting emails in it. No, that's yes. It'll do it in in Gmail, but I I don't know how to do it in now that I own this domain name. I mm. don't know how to do it in Outlook. Ah, so you're getting mail, okay? So if I send a message to Robert at whatever your domain is dot com, it actually comes into your Gmail, does it? That's correct. Well, that's yes. so that is. Mate, you're a hundred percent. You're all the way down, down, down the path. So you've got DNS. You've got everything you need. It's all. It sounds like it's, it was actually a very seamless thing to do if you bought it through Google, and that's good news. So, essentially, let's be very clear. You could print new business cards today with your new email address, and people can get in touch with you. The only problem is it's not coming up in Outlook. It's only coming up in Gmail. That's correct. Yes, and I, I don't know what I don't understand is how would uh, Big Pond would big pod and feel about me having my own domain name that I purchased through Google running through their DNS. That's the bit I can't tie in together. I don't understand that part of it. Well, just ignore the term DNS because it's not really relevant to what you're talking about. What you've got is, like many people, you've got the internet into your home or small business through Big Pond. All they provide you with is access to the highway the out there, you know, the, the super highway. They can't stop you from surfing YouTube. They can't stop you going to Optus's website. And just like they can't stop you going to the Optus website, they can't stop you having another email address. And so really all it is is just like you can go on your web, uh, in your browser, you can go to Gmail and you can sign in and see your mail. In Outlook, you just need to set up your new Gmail account. Now, it's not something that we can talk through on the phone here. We'd, we'd bore everyone to tears. But I can tell you right now that Gmail have some amazing support documents which will literally walk you through it. And it is as simple as just going tools, accounts, add new account. And then it's, it's, it is a complicated few bits of settings, but it's just a matter of typing the settings that they give you online. And, and I can send you some links to all of that. Um, and, and you won't have a problem at all, mate. Your mail will be flowing into Outlook tomorrow. Perfect. Sounds good. Just a quick question. I mean, why do you still want to use Outlook? It's a, it's it's a fine program, but it's it's funny because Gmail on the web is is as powerful. It can do all the things, but I guess it's just something you're familiar with. That's right. I, I've started with it. You know, I was um, an Outlook Express user and then yep. an Outlook 2007, and mm-hmm. just what you get used to. It's I suppose it's similar. Similar to yourself with uh, Android and iPhone, you get used to one thing, and it's difficult yeah. to change. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and look, just always remember that when you're on when you're on Outlook, it doesn't stop you using the web. So if if your computer crashes, you can fire up your your, your iPad or your laptop, or if you're at a friend's house, you can literally just log onto the web and you can get your mail. You don't need Outlook; you can just get into it. And I think that's one of the benefits of having, as we say, the cloud. Um, with that, then can I work? Actually, I've never thought of it. But can I work offline if I have no internet for some reason? Hmm. Can I work offline with Google, uh, Gmail? Uh, well, if you're using Outlook, yes, and it just won't send your mail or receive new mail while you're offline. But if you've got a laptop, so, for example, I've got a little MacBook Air I'm trialling at the moment, and in Outlook there's a setting just to say offline, and sorry, in, in Gmail, and it will download some of the messages into your computer, but it's it's certainly nowhere near as powerful as, as being on the Internet. And really, okay. these days, how often are you not near the Internet anyway? Yeah. 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 Well, that's good Fair news. Enough. It's not a, not a big drama at all for you, mate. I will I will get your email address. I'll send you some links, and you'll be you'll be sorted very quickly. And the good news is, you can have those new business cards printed straight away. Perfect. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Trevor. Good on Thank you, Robert. You. And thanks for reaching out. And you can get in touch too. You can just go to the website yourtechlife.com. Any question about technology, or you can call me one eight hundred one five seven one five seven. Earlier in the year, LG, the big electronics company, announced a 100-inch screen. Now, it's it's wrong to say that it's a TV because it's it's not. It's a display. What this thing is, and let's just cut straight to it. Harvey Norman, exclusive, mid-July, $9,000. Yep, you'll probably haggle it down to eight eight. <laughs> Um, this is a laser display, a 100-inch laser display, which is a 100-inch screen plus this little tiny short-throw projector. And what it does is it actually projects the, the, the image up onto this screen. The screen itself has a, a very special coating that basically absorbs the light uh, with less reflection to give you a better picture quality. And it's very thin, um, you know, no, no real bezel because it is just a projection of, this, of the picture. Uh, quite an amazing little feature. The, the, the projector itself, uh, the LG projector that beams the, the big full high definition image uh, onto the screen, uh, sits about 55 centimeters away from the screen to create that you know 100 inch picture. It's quite amazing because um, you know normally you'd have a, a projector up on the ceiling, pushing out onto a white screen or, or wall, and you know there is that loss of of color sometimes in a lit room uh, and different things so this is quite unbelievable the the traditional projector also doesn't have speakers or a tv tuner this lg laser display has uh, a tv tuner built in and, and a hard drive and all these different things um it, it's quite a quite a very interesting little approach to things now you know it's a nine thousand dollar item but it's a lot cheaper than buying a, a 100 inch you know led screen so quite interesting. If you need that much TV in your lounge room, this could be an option for you. Um, but you need to go and have a look at it. And Harvey Norman's going to have it exclusively across the country from mid-July, $9,000. Oh, of course, they would want me to quote the recommended retail price of $8,999. Uh, are you interested in 100-inch screen? Let me know. Go to the website. Send me an email, yourtechlife.com. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your Tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. And I should thank the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Products. And something we haven't talked about for a while are their amazing GPS training watches. 
So if you're someone that goes for a jog or you're, you're actually in training for something, a big event or a marathon, whatever it is, um, these GPS training watches are amazing. And one that I've used is the Forerunner 610. It's got a resistive touch screen, which works in all types of weather. It gathers your distance, your pace, your GPS position, your heart rate, your calorie burn. And it has a virtual partner or a virtual racer mode that allows you to, you know, get, jog along with your watch, basically. It kind of prompts you to do more or push harder vibration alerts for time, distance, calorie, heart rates, or cadence. So you can plan, review, and share your runs on the internet with Garmin Connect. Um, it's quite unbelievable. It's, the, you know, the first to put GPS on runner's wrists, um, and it tipped off a whole new race. There's heaps of these things available now, but the 610 is an absolute pioneer. Um, it, it's got amazing features, really does help you with your training, and, of course, it stores, analyzes, and shares all of your different information. So if you're, in, uh, if you're someone that loves a casual jog or a professional jog, doesn't matter, or you're out and about training, Garmin 4Runner, the 4Runner 610, plus a whole other range of fitness and running products at garmin.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech Life with Trevor Long. And thanks for listening right across Australia, 1-800-157-157. If you want to get in touch, your calls, anything about technology, or you can go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you'll know I I do bang on a little bit about uh, security. Um, And these days, it's not about viruses. You know, it's not about, you know, don't click on that email because we're pretty well trained. But there is still that happening, so you, you still need to have that awareness. And I think we have a great awareness that, you know, we all need something on our computer, some sort of software. Antivirus is what we call it, but it's really about Internet security these days. And, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things I was uh, very interested in recently, mainly because I've got little kids as well, was uh, some uh, some information that came out of Kaspersky Lab. Now, uh, Wayne Kirby from Kaspersky's on the line. G'day, Wayne. G'day, Trevor. Mate, uh, this is a little interesting to me because I've got six, two, and one-year-old, and my six-year-old is now getting on the computer a bit, you know, and that's because they, they use the computer at school and they do mathletics and they come home and he's on mathletics and we've got great parental controls that stop him using it too much and, you know, we, we try and block some sites. But, you know, the thing that this is, and the headline here is children are at risk of accessing adult content on YouTube, and that sounds extreme, but it's absolutely real, isn't it? Because... With YouTube, things are just a couple of clicks away. That's correct. So in a um, recent search that we did, we found there's a couple of children's videos, programs that you would normally sit the kids down in front of. Mm-hmm. So in a couple of these, we had like a Rasta Mouse. Yeah. We found it two clicks away from a music video featuring swearing and guns. Yeah. And this is all and about recommendations, like- isn't it? So you, when you get to... And people would know this. When you watch a YouTube video, something someone sent you, a funny video, whatever, at the end of it... When the video ends, the, this box comes up with all these other videos you can watch. Now, you might watch one of them, and, and here's the example I'll give you, Wayne, and that's Thomas the Tank Engine. And uh, maybe not ridiculously bad, but I remember even younger, when my son was even younger, I'd, I'd sit him down, he'd watch a little bit of Thomas, you know, sing a song or something, and they get to the end, and there's, there's more relevant videos. But the next level of relevance might be someone that's shot their own Thomas the Tank video. Well, that that's okay. But the next video after that might be someone that shot a Thomas the Tank video themselves with explosions and fire, and then that leads to goodness only knows what. Uh, and that's, that's the concern, isn't it? It's, it's that remembering that it's not just about sitting them down in front of a video. It's where it could lead after that. That's, that's your point, isn't it? That's correct, yeah. Even things like Fireman Sam, um, it's an English one I used to watch when I was a kid. Um, 
took us away from London's Burning, which is a TV series that's about fires and and things you wouldn't want to expose your kids to. Yeah, and I guess the problem here is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no software that can help you with that. This is this is about um, this is about the whole package. You know, you can get antivirus, internet security software from a lot of vendors, including your your Kaspersky product, which help you do the basics. And so, let's talk first about the software level before we talk about what parenting you know should involve. What can software do? So, what can a parent put on their computer um, that will, and what will it do? Yeah, so the main thing you look for in this scenario would be parental control. And does that include YouTube? So if, if I'm on Fireman Sam and then it goes to the next level, will it will it try and block specific videos or are we really talking about Google searches and things like that? No, in YouTube it will do it as well. Right. And, yeah, and also you've got the safe search option that you can always turn on on places like YouTube and I mean Google search as well. And, and that when you talk about safe search, those are options that are built into the, 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 the site. But you as a parent need to know these things exist. So you put this layer of parental controls and your parental controls, are they on the fly? Are they reading the page before it comes down to you? Because obviously web pages are built minute by minute by minute. You can't know about all of the dodgy web pages in the world. So is it literally analyzing what the kids are trying to do first? Um, so it'll pick up on ratings. So most of the YouTube videos will have ratings on there um, when they're uploaded to YouTube. Right. It'll yeah. actually take a, a classification level yeah. to what's and what's in the name of the actual program. Well, obviously something like Fireman Sam or the Wiggles you get around. And, and let's be clear here, uh, as I said, this is not all about software. So the most important thing that we can advise, and the simplest thing to do is to put that parental control on, but not just to put it on, but actually set it up and and, and go through the settings and determine how you want it to be. And I think really importantly to talk to your child about that when you're doing it. But then there's a couple of other very simple things that you recommend as a family, protecting your family online. Um, so, especially nowadays, so does your six-year-old have their own computer or iPad or anything like that? Pretty much. He's pretty close to having his own, yep. <laughs> That's it. So the benefits with something like um, Pure, which is Kaspersky's new one, is you can actually control the other computers, so you don't have to be sitting there at their computer. You can control it from your computer mm-hmm. and monitor them what they're doing as well. Yeah, so supervision. So, it's, it's, it's supervision. Uh, you, you, you've put the software on. Then you you need to have a supervision. You need to you know need to actually look at what they're doing. You, and you know what's interesting? You actually use this software. You look back at what they're doing. You, you look at their history and you talk to them about that. Um, the other thing is you know protecting your login details. But then the most I think to be honest, the, the third and most important part of this is about being open. You know, actually, it's and it's a two way street. You being open about what you want your kids to do and what you're stopping and restricting your kids from doing for what reason, and them and encouraging them to be open about what they're doing and and promoting that culture. Yeah, so definitely um, talk to them, get them to be open. But you know where they're going, what they're doing, who they're talking to, things like that. Um, so with the parental control stuff as well, you can not be so putting any restrictions mm. just have, have a little faith and yeah, just monitor on what, where they're going and obviously talk to them when you, you notice something that they've clicked on or words that they've typed in because um, with software these days you can put a, a word count so you can say like the word sex or violence and see how many times your child has actually been looking that up Yeah. and then obviously when you notice that have, have a talk with them and find out exactly what, why they're looking it up and be honest and open with them. 
Bottom line, if you've got a computer in your family, it's important to stay protected. And, and the product that Kaspersky have is called Pure 3.0 is the latest version. This uh, delivers you some you know, some great protection for your PCs, not just about parental controls, but also your identity, passwords, financial data, all those kind of things. Uh, and you can uh, you can look Kaspersky up online to find that product, and it's available at, at major retailers. Kaspersky Pure. Wayne, thanks for the chat, mate. Always interesting, and always good to remind ourselves that it's not uh, it's not a wonderful little world out there all the time online, and you need to think about what your kids are doing. I think. Absolutely. And just one more on the education side. So we had the Cyber Awareness Week back in May, mm-hmm. and there's a um, website which they actually do, which is uh, staysmartonline.gov.au. And there's a lot of uh, educational pamphlets and brochures that parents can actually use to um, bring themselves up to speed on the technology that they keep using these days. Educate yourself and become aware. Staysmartonline.gov.au. Good advice, Wayne. Thanks for the chat. No problem. Now, you've heard the term, there's an app for that. And it's quite weird because the app store didn't exist, you know, five or six years ago. The the iPhone started this thing, and now there's an app for everything. And here's one. There's a free app by Jacob's Creek, the wine company, that can measure the number of standard drinks in a glass of wine. Now, apparently, 86% of Australians don't know what constitutes a standard drink. So the wine line is what it's called. The wine line, L-I-N-E. The wine line is a world-first app, which uses augmented reality to calculate and accurately determine how many standard drinks are in any given glass of wine. What you do is you hold your phone up to the wine, the camera in the app, and it works out because of the line, you know, the the, the top of the wine. It works out um, how much wine's there. You tell it what sort of wine it is. And it comes preloaded with 70 different wines from a whole stack of different brands. Um, and it tells you how many standard drinks are in there. Apparently, it can also track the number of drinks you've had. And I think probably if you're drinking that much, you, if you need an app to track it, you probably just need to not drive. Um, so I don't think an app really can fix that. Uh, apparently, Jacobs Creek uh, did a galaxy survey and found that 14% of people knew there were 1.5 standard drinks in a typical glass of wine. But 54% thought a normal 150ml serve of wine contained less than 1.5 standard drinks. 32% of people didn't know how many units or standards or drinks were in a 150ml glass of wine. So that's 30% of people have absolutely no idea. Uh, very interesting. I mean, it is. It, this is all about branding and PR and whatnot. But, I mean, if you're pouring a drink and you don't know, I mean, think about it. You don't know. You're not pouring 150ml. How would you know? You're just pouring wine. So if you're at home and you want to work it out, download the wine line. Apparently that's your path to wine drinking um, peace of mind. How many standard drinks in your wine? There's an app for that. And thanks for listening. YourTechLife.com, the place to go. Listening right across Australia. My name's Trevor Long. YourTechLife.com or 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to calls. G'day, Trish. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good. What can I do for you? Trevor, I need to know what modem to get. Uh, we are one of the lucky suburbs in Queensland in the Treasurer's electorate, getting the NBN, or we've got the NBN. 
Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yes, modem is the issue. We can get one from our service provider, which is IINet, for mm-hmm. about $400. Yep. Or being a predominantly Apple family, uh, we were considering the airport extreme. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, my preference is to get the one from IINet so yep. that when there's an issue, we ring IINet and say... There's a problem either with the network or the modem, but whichever way you deal with it, it's your problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the way, isn't Or, it? you know, if you start... Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm up for some intelligent um, technical advice. Well, it's an interesting question because oh, I, I don't have the MBN. I, I kind of envy you more than you would even imagine, of course. Um, but what do you know what you get? Because you obviously get some sort of box that sits in your house and brings the internet into the home, but I'm assuming mm. what it doesn't do is give you wireless, and is that what you, what you want? No, well, this is where it gets very interesting, Trevor. Okay. It does give us wireless, mm-hmm. so whatever the whatever IINet um, are going to provide us mm-hmm. certainly gives us wireless, mm-hmm. um, but what it does is, you see, the NBN gives us these fabulous speeds, but they're all maximum speeds, of course, mm. Um but the but the the modem you get from IINet has a speed limit, which is less than the maximum speed. So the question is, you know, by getting IINet model, mm. am I limiting the maximum speed that I can get? Well, I guess again, the problem is the modem. So there's two mm-hmm. there's two devices. There's a modem and there's a router. Mm-hmm. Now the router is the thing that gives the wireless to your house or allows you to plug multiple devices in. The modem is the thing that, when plugged into that little bit of fibre, actually gives you the internet. Now oh, yeah. there the, there is, in my view, well, no... I'm talking router. I should be more. No, no, that's okay. So to me, they're just they're all boxes that give me the understand. Internet, and so. Do you, you want to be technical? Yeah, we're talking router. Which one to get? Do you believe the 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 Wi-Fi speed on the IONet one is is not uh, is not the latest? So it's wireless G or B or something like that. Is that what you're hearing? What I'm hearing is that if I sign up to my IONet plan at the maximum capacity available, I can get speeds of up to I think it's a hundred. Megabyte yep. per second or something, yep. but the but the modem that they're going to give me, which I'm going to pay for, I should say, they're not going to give it to me. Mm. Will will only at a maximum take speeds of 85 megabytes. Per right. Second. Right. Well, look in terms <laughs> into it's it's annoying. The, in terms of the router. Um, you're you are you're absolutely right. The the Apple Airport Extreme or or Netgear have routers. The key thing to look for in your router is is two letters AC. The letters AC mm-hmm. that's the latest and fastest and best Wi-Fi available. It goes mm-hmm. faster and it goes further in your home. Now be click be careful because not not many devices actually work with AC yet. Now the brand new MacBook Air works with AC. The Samsung Galaxy S4 works with AC. But in a year, the new iPhone, all the devices will be AC. And so you need to future proof yourself a little bit here. So I would highly recommend. I've actually I'm actually using right now the Apple Airport Extreme, um, and I've also mm. got the Apple Airport Extreme with Time Capsule which is absolutely brilliant. Two terabyte of storage mm. built into it, back up your devices, all that kind of stuff. 
Fantastic. So, in all honesty, they are great options for you for your router mm. to get that to get that NBN speed throughout your home. I, I still think you've got an issue where if the modem itself isn't giving you the capacity of that 100 meg, that you can't really increase that. It's not going to get any better for you by putting in the world's best router. Mm. So, but mm. you know, the modem's replaceable. There might be ways of getting a new one as as they upgrade over time. But you know, probably yeah, sure. you, you won't look back at eighty five meg. I'll tell you that right now. I've got cable and I'm getting eighty five, and it's unbelievable. You know, it's not like I'm yearning for that extra twenty meg. So, <laughs> you, you won't look back. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Trust me. Enjoy right. the enjoy the NBN. I'm extremely jealous. Um, mm. Sounds like you've got a busy household with a lot of devices and it is useful to have the right product. And I think you're right. Airport Extreme um, is a great product, the new ones. And you're right, they're about 250 bucks, so it's a pretty good deal. Yep, yep, excellent. All right, Trish, good All on right. you. Good luck and Thanks enjoy the NBN. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or you can call 1-800-157-157. And thanks for listening, yourtechlife.com, the place to go to get in touch. My name's Trevor Long. You can also call 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Ashley. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? I'm just thinking to give you a review on the Kogan service. So Kogan uh, Televisions, Kogan Mobile, uh, what have uh, you got? Mobile. Ah, now, for people that don't know, Kogan is an online retailer. You can buy TVs and everything from them. But last year, they launched a mobile phone service, which uses the Telstra network. Pretty good deals. What did you sign up for, Ashley? I signed up for the $29 a month. Per month. Deal, yeah, about two months ago. Which is unlimited calls, unlimited yep. texts, and six yep. gig of data, all within reason, yep. of course. Yes. <laughs> and how have you found it, mate? Good. Yeah, right. Good. Coverage is uh, what you'd expect. Who were you with yep. before? Optus. Uh, are you getting better coverage with the Telstra yeah. network? Yes, I am. Uh, and where are you based? What I'm area? in Newcastle. Okay, so far north of Sydney. And yeah. uh, and uh, have you have you been monitoring your usage despite the fact that uh, it's yes, almost yes. unlimited? Yes. Are you using as much as you thought you would? Um, probably not the da- data-wise. Right, yep. I probably only use about one, one and a half gig a month. So. Yeah, right. You don't need anything like what you're getting. No. Mm. Well, that's good. And, and and generally, have you had any calls? to how, how have you been refilling automatically? Are you using the app? What are you doing? I use the app. Yeah, right. It's pretty pretty useful, isn't it, that app? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and it's just quick and easy to set up, too, mm, mm. what I set it up within an hour and a half. And have you told your friends, do they kind of disbelieve that for 29 bucks you're getting what you're getting? Um, I've told a few people, and mum's all, mum's thinking about going Kogan in, uh, December. Yeah, save your mum some money, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good, mate. Have you had cause to call them at all, or have any other interaction with them? Uh, not really, no. Yeah. Well, sounds like a wrap. Sounds like a plus yeah. for, for Kogan, mate, Kogan Mobile. I'll and probably, uh, probably, I'm in the pro, I want to update me my iPhone 4, and yeah. I'm just waiting to... For the new one to come out. Save your dollars, mate. It'll be expensive if you're buying it outright. Yeah, I probably will we'll, we'll buy it outright. Yeah, well, that's that's the way to go, mate. Especially well, if you're going to stay with Kogan, you have to buy it outright. But uh, yeah, you know, but if then you I'd can... have to, I'll have to get a new uh, SIM card. Oh, that, mate. So that's, 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 that's an easy deal, mate. You won't have a problem with that. All right, Ash, thanks for getting in touch, okay, buddy. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye. And uh, you can get in touch yourself. Go to yourtechlife.com or call 1-800-157-157. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your Tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. Well, thank you for listening. Yourtechlife.com, the place to go to. And you can call anytime, 1-800-157-157. Don't be, don't be shy. Leave your, leave your name. 
I'll get in touch. We'll get you on the show. We'll help you out with your technology question or problem, or you can send an email, yourtechlife.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Trevor Long. And if you don't know what Twitter is, check it out, twitter.com. Uh, your Tech Life, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks wherever you are for another hour of technology in your life, your tech life.